to the Load of Balls second round and qualifier review show. Interesting week ahead. Um, teams have either progressed to the second round or they're in the loser section knowing that one more loss could potentially see them out of the championship. Uh, joined by Dundrum coach, trainer, dog's body, Mark Simmons. Mark, thanks very much for jumping on again. You know, your last show was showed your... your the depth of knowledge you have around the, the, the local game. So thanks very much. Yeah, on, John. Good to be back again. Did you get much stick from the last round or was it everyone helpful enough? I, I think possibly there's a, a Leitrim man in Australia who wasn't too happy. I said it might be about 20 odd years since uh, Leitrim has been in the third tier. I'm led to believe now it's a lot longer than that. So um, I put my hand up with that one. I need to check, check my facts. <laughs> Well, at least he kept you in check anyway, so that's good. At least somebody's at least somebody's listening to this. That's it, that's it. No, but um did you you said a good win yourselves um against East Belfast. Um we're not doing the junior show this week because uh just with the, the number of games and that we'll do the, the qualifier uh, the quarterfinals whenever it's it's on then next week. But um East Belfast uh I seen he's not done a presentation out there for them as well when they before the match? It was their their first senior men's championship game and, and we marked it yes with a presentation. They came down and had a good support with them. They you know were well organized, all fully kitted out. It was, it's amazing what they've done from that tweet going out from David McGreevy that Sunday morning to where they are now, the whole club. It's it's, it's been some journey in such a short space of time, but uh, you know they go into the back door now obviously we, we won the game, but it's it's incredible how just that from that initial idea to where they've got now, and um, they've done so much in between. So fair play to them. No, brilliant, brilliant, and, and all the best against Khalif. There'll be no mean task against them. Mark, we'll jump right straight into the intermediate then on the, on the Friday night, and um, we go straight to Leitrim against Shamrocks. I'm sure two of these teams wanted to avoid each other, but you know, at least they're going to have a, a bite of the, another bite of the chai. But it's a bit of cat and mouse here as well involved do you think yeah it is i'd be honest i'm not a big fan of our of our championship structure and um, i am a man for straight knockout like if you look at throne and that how they're operating and i think we'd be best served by that but there's obviously a strong financial argument for the structure we have and i think it's going to win out but yeah the two pre-tournament favorites two off the pre-tournament favorites have drawn each other now leaving the shamrocks look if whoever loses is, is going to get a second bite of the cherry anyway. So be interesting to see if either team will show their full hand. Sure, you'd want to go through the front door. I think that would be the, the, main, the main pathway. But again, if a team did feel like they weren't wanting to show their full hand, they don't have to. And that is the, the, the safeguard here of our back door. Mm-hmm. The, the way that you get a free week, though, if you make the qualifiers, and obviously you avoid the stronger teams, that um, 
have maybe progressed as well. So, you know, do you think that extra week will teams will be wanting that as well? Well, yeah, that, that that's a plus point. Suppose you know there are there is a high percentage of injuries at the moment. Um, you know, throughout teams because we did obviously have the lockdown and that. So there is teams carrying a lot of injuries. That extra seven days can make such a difference. You know, in, in your preparation, getting boys back. You know, a lot of hamstring injuries at the moment. Just that extra weeks and um, rehab and healing. But it, it that that is the benefit. That's one of the benefits of that sort of system in the back where you do get that you know extra week. So teams will will want the deal of that. No, and Leitrim of course had a, had a big win against Savile. It was never talked before in the first half, but uh, Leitrim's youth and and exuberance sort of came through in the end. Yeah, an incredible finish from them. I think Savile spurned a few goal chances in the first half. Um, it was level pegging sort of way mostly through the third quarter. It was just at the end, Leitrim just lets them open them up. But um, I was looking there. You know, we talk about the three McCrickards, Owen McCrickard, then the fourth McCrickard, he's burst right. on the scene and he got himself a goal. Pierce Oak was sublime around the middle. He hit five points and he was very good from freeze. Liam Middleton also got one, two from the middle of the park. So right up their spine. And they're a big, you know, we see them in action, they're a big, strong, athletic team. And right up the spine there, they the, the produced loads of scores, strong platform in midfield. But... It was a really, really impressive performance, and to be so clinical towards the end, and just to really put a team to bed, it, that, that was so impressive from them. But Savile made a rude, maybe a couple of first half missed chances that made it, made it give them that bit of confidence, you know, keeping tight towards you know progressing the game. But um, Leitrim were very, very impressive from what they showed there in that game. Obviously, Savile were hampered by uh, no Pat Haven this week again. Yeah, look, I seen he didn't. He was down to start the program, and then didn't start. And you know that that's yeah. If they were going to have a, a chance in that game, Pat Haven had to be playing and, and on top of this game. But without him, that was a big, big ask. But we're pretty savvy for keeping it them um, for keeping it really tight for so long. But again, when you just run out of steam and then lose a couple of goals and then and the confidence drop and leave them sealed home there, but. That that's a that's a real marker. Leave them put down there from that first game. Really, really impressive from them. No, and just talking about injuries, there Shamrocks have had two injuries in into their forward line with uh, Jordan Murphy and Connell Goff as well. Um, you know, as you said, injuries are going to happen now, and and it's just about how you manage the squad now. Yeah, Connell Goff, there think pants. You know, a hamstring injury. And he actually got one of their goals against that. Like Paul, Kieran Saul got the other. Shamrocks, I thought maybe they would have really opened Ali Call up more. Now, I know it looked comfortable enough scoreline in the end, but I thought maybe Shamrocks might have more in them. But again, does it come back to that? You know, it's to get the job done that first game. Did they really have to be going 100%, you know, 100 mile an hour? Possibly not. And that's maybe they just had seen they had a job to do and they got over the line. But Colin Goff, unlikely now for this next game, which is a big, big miss. Connor Goff back there, Pim, we discussed last week, which is a big bonus. Big, big man around the middle, middle of the park. Um, you know, Kieran Saul's been given a couple of chances, especially in the league, and he's got, got in there with a goal against Ali Call. A good, good win to start Shamrocks off. Big, big step up now against Leitrim on, on Friday. But there's, there's two of your pre, pre-season favourites for the, for the intermediate and off when it starts. And where do you think the, the winning's going to be, Mark, and, who, and a player to, to watch out for in this round? Yeah, 
Yeah, this, this, I believe this is going to be an o open game, this Leitrim Shamrocks game. It, it will be open. Because they are two highly thought of teams in this grade, the win will be, they'll both be, I think, going full out for the win. I really do. There'll be no um, holding back with this one. I would be tipping Leitrim to take it solely based on the, the ripplessness in the last round. And look, looking at their side, it's, it's, it's actually stronger than I originally thought. Mm -hmm. Shamrock's going to be missing golf and um, Jordan Murphy as well maybe not been back they're not going to be at full tilt Leitrim hopefully clean bit of help for them and coming through and likes Pierce O and Crickard and, and Liam Middleton can, can produce what they produced against Saville and up front Owen McCrickard and Connor McCrickard and those boys if, if they continue their scoring exploits I'll see Leitrim going in into the quarterfinals with a win there oh, good stuff uh, the next matchup on the on the Saturday then in the in the qualifiers for the um, loser section of the intermediate is Saville against the Connaught. Uh, we touched on Saville earlier. The Connaught then, uh, how can they get back to winning ways? Could, could be tough. Like, they came off a big defeat there to Enrique, and, and they conceded heavily. They actually started quite well, and they probably should have had a goal early on, but. Coming up, I know what it's like. You're taking a big, big defeat to a favourite, and then basically within a, in a week, you're trying to get going again. Remember here that the, the loser heads down the route of championship relegation playoffs. Saville, as we mentioned previously, not so long ago, senior championship division one, they will not want to be anywhere near a relegation playoff scenario kind of junior football. They're hurting from the leaping defeat. I still think Saville have plenty about them. The Connacht might just find it that wee bit more difficult to get back up to speed again after taking such a you know a crushing defeat. You would fancy Savile or just with that bit more experience to get over the Connacht in this one. Yeah, so at the or the so at, uh, kind of, um that that, that match would be interesting to see now if they can there's just a couple of changes to the to the format as well. Ali Collin by Martin now moved to the Sunday as well. Uh, probably just to give that extra day that, that for the move game from um, obviously the death of of Adrian Dorn and, and James Dorn's mother. Uh, fair play for them two boys, you know, uh, attending the game and, and you know she was a, she was a, a very staunch Billy Martin supporter and you know Billy Martin they gave everything that night on Monday night and um, you know the performance of of. Adrian was was something else, so um, you know, I tip my hat to them boys. But Ali Call now will be waiting and wait for them in this one, and with them playing each other in the league, then was that will that have a bearing on, on how things are? Well, you would, you would imagine now both Bally Martin and Ali Call at this stage of the season, the championship have probably tweaked a few things in terms of starting lineups, not in their league encounter. As you say, I just mentioned Adrian and James Dorn they're playing um, so soon after the Muller egg and it shows their, their affinity to the club. Um, them boys, that's, that's huge respect to them for putting in those performances against Saul. It's a more derby. You, you'd imagine this Bally Martin, Ali Cole game will have a wee bit of bite about it. Mm -hmm. Ali Cole, I think, were, were competitive at, at, at stages with Shamrocks. You're looking now, there's still, Ali Cole is still a decent 15 there. And, 
if, if they could come alive a bit more and, and maybe push themselves on a wee bit in this game, I don't think there's a hell of a lot um, in terms of golfing class between them and Bally Martin. Bally Martin really had sold three quarters of the game, grossly competitive. So this this could be a, a good enticing more derby. Bally Martin will take heart from the performance against Saul, who who are Division Two team. Addy call it probably a bit more in them, and if they can get a wee bit more out of their forwards, you'd imagine you're going to have an even need balance encounter. Bally Martin probably just to shade it, just a, t- a, t- a tight game. That's what you want, a good tight game. No, from, be, from the it, one side. Definitely, definitely uh, one to watch and, and I'll be interested to see the, the outcome of that one. Um, the next one, St. John's against Saul. How do you fancy um, St. John's being talked about as a favourite in this show? Uh, Saul then, you know, they did have an indifferent performance against against Bally Martin. St. John's are, yeah, looking at them, they were expected to blow Jamar away with the, the two divisions between them didn't go to script. Jamara were actually leading some stages in that game. Uh, they go Jamara to go disallowed as well. That, that'll be a bit of a shock to St. John's. Uh, they probably, not saying St. John's would have been complacent going into that, but they were probably expecting an easier ride than they got and, and fair juice for Jamara mm-hmm. for, for giving them that sort of game. St. John's probably need to look at that game now and go, you know, why weren't we operating at, 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 a, at a higher pace and a higher intensity? They're going to have to lift it for this next game. It's, it's going to be a completely different proposition of Saul. Andrew Gilmore, who is their top forward, really produced the goods in the last 10 minutes or so in the Jamara game. But they're going to need more boys supporting him in there. And they're also going to have to look at their defence, which maybe give away a wee bit too much against uh, Jamara. Saul coming off their game against Bally Martin on Monday night. Again, a lot of these games are won and lost in these last five, ten minutes. And Saul reeled off three or four points towards the end to get the better off of Bally Martin. But Ken Harney knocking over four or five points was, was probably the, their top marksman. We can see the penalty, which Rory Phillips, I believe, had a hit twice mm-hmm. um, to, to get the Bally Martin goal. But Saul. Again, probably we'll look at that game against Bally Martin, a, a nice game to get break yourself into the championship. St. John's will need to do more. They know that. Looking at this, Saul game, probably the edge it, but you're, you'd be expecting a close enough encounter here with, with, with St. John's raising their game and Saul maybe not just going at the, at the standard they would like to at this stage. No problem. And the next one then is, is in the loser section again. It's, it's bright against Dramara. Um, you know, Dramara, as you said, well done to, to Huskian Miles because, you know, I'm for one, and I'm sure Huskian won't mind me said, I thought this was they were going to get beat by seven, eight points, but, you know, they pushed, they pushed St. John's all the way. Pushed them all the way, and for her. Fair credit to them because yeah. they are they are division four side and that's that's how they were prepping against division four opposition. So it just shows you tomorrow they can really really lift it mm-hmm. when when it's put to them. But they've got Bright now. Now Bright are coming off uh, a defeat to Anna Clone, but Bright Bright again for periods showed that they, they could go toe to toe Anna Clone. It was just 
Pierce McCarthy sending off before half time, left right second half, 14 players. And, you know, if the task was harder, it was just going to be a lot harder when that happened. Mm-hmm. But I think Mark Burke had a great performance and Gareth George weighed in with 1 1 from full board for break. I think knowing those break players, because they did stick well at home for certain periods, that'll give them a bit of confidence going into this Jamari game. Again, the big, the big thing you want to avoid now is dropping into these relegation playoffs, which the loser this game will. Yeah. Right, just got themselves out of junior, and they will definitely not want to be going back down to junior after one year. Mm-hmm. But Jamara's performance against St. John's shows that they've, they've plenty in the tank, and I would say Jamara training this week will be Bremen, Bremen knowing that they've pushed the Division 2 team mm-hmm. and to the pin of their collar. So we'll fancy Jamara to come down here with confidence and to take right. Good stuff. Okay, uh, we'll move on to the Sunday then. <clears throat> and two teams that have uh, indifferent uh, performances with, with Bosco and, and Clanabana. I'm, I'm sure they would have you know, hoped for better results and, and better performances. True, John. Bosco were very disappointing. When you're hitting five points as they did against Tully Lessie Lorne, that's, that's poor showing in, in a championship game by any standard. So, You'd wonder there maybe the potency of their attack is, is it there? Do they have that scoring threat for five points over the course of an hour? So it, it is, it's not a good return. Clannabana had the reservations over the defence, and from Gap hit 19 points against that Clannabana defence. So you know, those reservations were justified. Bosco refined themselves at the lower end of Division 3 last year, and they got themselves mixed up in a playoff. To avoid relegation in Division 4. I can see them losing this one to Clan Nabana and also winning in, in this intermediate relegation playoff picture. Clan Nabana had Malachi McGee, Michael McCaster, and Liam Devlin all on board against Trump Gat. And if them three boys can tune up their performance here, they should take Bosco. I've seen a heavy strap on, on, on Mal McGee as well. So hopefully, you know, <clears throat> maybe a couple more days rest, he, he, he might be. Uh, performing um, the fitness ways a, a bit better but you know it is very tough for, for these turnarounds it does seem very quick doesn't it it seems less than you know, the time that's been allowed big time and you, know, you think of training like if, if you boys playing a game there on Sunday or Monday and you're trying to look at training this week for the championship this weekend mm-hmm. you're basically looking at your sessions you're, you're bringing them way down nearly enough rehab sessions for most mm-hmm. of the team um, just to make sure nobody gets injured between now and the next game. But that's really that's just team management and how you manage these short short windows. Yeah. The next one it's an intriguing game again. You've got Unraked, uh, the experience of Unraked and the pace of from Gath. Very hard one to call this one. Very difficult one. From Gath are gonna stake a claim, this is where they do it mm-hmm. against against the favourites. And Rake looked to have little to no bother getting ahead of the Connacht. And what impressed me by Rake, if you look, their spread of scores, they had maybe, maybe nine, ten scores in that game and had good options to bring off the bench too. So they, they, they were expected to steamroller that game and they did. So, you know, they're, they're on the right path. From Gath, putting up not 19 against Van Bridge was, that's, that's, that's a tremendous scoring. But if they want to make a statement here and you know put themselves up there amongst the, the big boys in this championship, t- taking and rake in this game would be a major fill-up for them. Again, I would expect that this is one of this could be a two and fro game for long periods. 
And then on Rake, just looking at what they have there, and, and Connor Clark was excellent against the Connacht. And their forwards are all on fire, and their confidence players, and their forwards. And Rake will be wanting to get themselves in that quarter final. From Gap, can still see them having an impact down the line, but you 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 like to think that Rake, just in the form they're in at the moment, could 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 have enough there just to get by from Gap. Well, <clears throat> see you thinking, and we'll move on to Monday then, and it's. Um, two dark horses, maybe a lot of people, maybe you know, not saying that, that they've been favourites, but an outside bet that they've been tipped for is Anna Clone against Tullish. Tullish, uh, full hand, this apparently they're, they're, they're going well in training. And Anna Clone, of course, you know, you know what you're going to get with Anna Clone and 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 you know how they're going to play. Yeah, Tullish, that was impressive against Bosco. The Tullish got an early goal and Kind of kept stepping in front for most of it, finished up two nine to five victors. So that was that was a good good win for Ron McMahon and Tully List to kick off their championship. They had a clone, and the expectation was there with them to overcome Bright, and it did. I, you know, I always think this first round championship but doing your job, getting getting that win, and they, they done just that. Kevin Anderson was sublime. He was the link man between the defence and attack, and Brendan McCardle chipping in as well from wing half back four points. So they had a good spread of scores. Again, the strength and depth showed Lana Clone bringing a few boys off the bench, bringing them into the equation. L- looking at their performance, it was a strong, strong, uh, direct physical performance that, that's got them to here. They are going to be up against Tullis. They know each other so well, Lana Clone Tullis over the years. So, you know, in terms of each team, spring and surprise. There'll be a lot of second guessing um, in, ter- in terms of that. Tully Lish will be buoyed by that win over Bosco. They probably thought they were going to get it tighter. Going into this game, it surely will be, again, I think another tip for tap sort of match. Anna Clone to edge it because looking at their all around strength, especially around the middle, and that's where, that's where they, they've gained a foothold here. But Anna Clone will, I think, be going through that quarter final. Probably less one they put in a good performance and getting that wee extra if, if they lose, getting that wee extra game in the back door. Yeah. The seniors then. Um how'd you find this weekend with the, with the senior? Did it did it go to everything go to plan for you? Did you find it that any surprises for you? Um yeah, more or less the plan. Brands were getting over Glenn, maybe fancy Glenn to to show Brands were up mm-hmm. on that one, but Brands would be through that. One point, the smattering of Burn was more comprehensive than I, than I thought. So that was maybe in terms of a standout, just the performance one point put in. Mm-hmm. For that, m- most most of the rest went went the plan, I believe. Mm-hmm. How did you feel that the for me it was um, Brady's performance against Castlewell and uh, Clondoff's dismantling of of Kyle Duff. I, you know, I was really shocked with 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 how Kyle are. Without Arthur McConville and uh, Packy O'Hagan, you know that that carried off to come to four goals. Yeah, I watched it live and I was shocked that carried off defence for for being this now Division One team and carried off and so impressive coming up these past years. But their defence was just all over the place and it shocked me just. I was expecting kind of going with a real sort of rigid defence and you know a real class counter attacking style of play, but I just felt that the, the full back line looked vulnerable. 
their halfbacks were, were, were primarily looking to attack instead of balancing with the defence, and they just left themselves so, so wide open. The carried-up performance now did surprise me. They, I, I generally thought that they might have had a, an opportunity to take, take, take them off um, in that game, but it just they'll be now very concerned going into this, this, this next backdoor game because they're maybe further off where they believe they were. Conduct, mm-hmm. as you say, without Arthur McConville, Paco O'Hagan, no Ryan Brannigan, they, they, I actually thought Conduff were impressive enough. They, I like the way they work around the middle. The three cars were involved a lot. Rory and Paul Lively really put themselves about. Um, Steve McConnell hit one three. And Potty Clancy and Tom Close, two kind of new boys into the Conduff set. And Potty Clancy hit two two and just looked like a, a seasoned veteran. And Tom Close around the middle, top on there, coming into that setup. So carried off. They're, they're really going to have to get their, their organization sorted this week before, before their back door game because that was as disappointing performance as I've seen from them in a long time. I'm sure the boys will be looking to put that right. Um, Breda, of course, got it right against uh, Castle Wellen. You know, it wasn't really a shock this if you go by league form and that mark that, that Breda overcome um, the town, but they're up against Restrever now who had a good win against Ben Patrick. Um, Restrever weren't that impressive, I believe, against up against the Patrick and, and maybe um, you know a couple of uh, individual performances maybe swung it in Restrever's favour. Yeah, Restrever got over that. Obviously, they had three goals in the process. Um, Sean Parr was apparently Arthur McMahon and Connor Doyle among the goals, but. RGU, I think, were very reliant on, on Tim Cranter and, and Conor McGrady in that game. Mm-hmm. If, if they could just get a couple of more of those forwards, you know, assisting them and chipping in, that, that would make their cause, you know, all that bit better. But I don't know. Restrever mightn't have maybe performed what the, how they could perform to, but they'd be happy to get over that. Now, you know, Down Patrick will, will obviously be targeting the championship for, for a solid performance in the first round. And Restrever could be happy enough coming through that. I think they had their keeper Clark as well, and uh, pull off uh, a lot of good saves. I better, I better make a, a name check because uh, he wasn't happy because someone on the show called him Darren Clark, but I had for it's Gareth Clark. He was uh, man of the match, penalty save, three fist pumps, and a one on one. So <laughs> he, I think he uh, he enjoyed his weekend. I know. What a guy, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> for for played him like he, he seemed to really that raised the trips there, but. Yeah, the Restrever should be happy enough there. Um, going in the next round, they 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 build on that. RGU now going into the back door. Quest Marsh, you know, do RGU have enough there in that starting fifteen to get them quarterfinals beyond? Mm-hmm. You know, they that's that's a question mark over them. But um, high enough scoring game, open enough, and Pete McGrath will be, I would say, pleasantly enough happy with with how they get on. Rita, how do they set up then, Mark? Uh, you know, they've got their Raws in, in around the middle and, and uh, up front, and obviously Brandy Gallon, you know, wing half back as well. But is there any other players that that Restrepo would need to keep an eye on? Donald Hughes, I, I rave about Donald Hughes. Now, he had six points against Caswell at full forward, um, three from freeze, but he, he's a dual player. And Donald Hughes is a boy that you could. Maybe get him solely focused and, and here all the time with, with the football would be on that down team. I have no doubt in that. 
also around the middle, the, the former Anthem senior, Brendan Hassan, he's formed a big uh, partnership with John McKenna. Them two boys are, are a handful at midfield, and you're looking there, that direct ball and don't fuse is, is, is a big weapon for them. So that's something that, that needs any opposition team would need to look out for in that respect. But if the Raws are, you've also Brandon Gallon, that, that bit of youth coming in now too. But Breda beating Caswell, you know, our alarm bells ringing in Caswell, you know, a couple of years ago they were league champions and it was a pretty insipid performance there against Breda. And you're looking at that Caswell team now and Gone are the days of the Damian McGrady's and the Fenton Gravies, Daniel Morgan's out injured now, and there's a change in the garden. Caswell, they lose here in in their in their back door game. They're heading for a, a, a journey in the senior championship relegation playoffs. It's, it's been a hell of a long time since Caswell were were anywhere near the media football. So Caswell will will have to have their wits about them this next round. Yeah, yeah. Caswell they play Burn on, on the Sunday then, but um you know Burn had a had a as you said, Warren Point were always comfortable. It seemed comfortable in that game maybe after the first five minutes or so, but Caswell need to get this right. Um and Burn will be looking to bounce back. Yeah, and there there's probably why I'm I'm worried enough for Caswell. You know, they're coming in after that first defeat to Breda and, and their next opponents are Burn. Yeah. <laughs> Burn I believe what will get by them. I was looking at that Bourne team against Warren Point, but Bourne had a, a very strong 15 out. Mm-hmm. And Liam Kerr was, was, was hugely impressed. Like, Donald Hurst still that main score together. I know Kevin McCurn tipped him in the three, but again, it, it's that thing of having boys around him that are able to chip in you know, to assist with him. I think that's a big thing now in football. And when you're heavily reliant on one man to get your scores, well, that's, that is a lot of pressure on that one player. But, Warren's 15 looks look strong and solid, but here's where it is with the credit lies Warren Point. And the job that Niall Magdalene has done these past couple of years, I think it's been understated at times. Like Warren Point have really reached up a level here. and like it, it was, I'm not saying comfortable against Warren, but it was, it was a straightforward win for Warren Point. You know, Rory McCormick with a goal there, and Ross McGarry chipped in with another goal, and then even be able to bring Ryan Mallon, former county player, off the bench, and he just waltzed through at the end, stuck in the net. Just more point were exuding confidence, you know, against their neighbours, and for so long they lived in Burns' shadow. But I would take more from that game than maybe people give credit for. That's that's a big, big win for one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The also a big win for for the two teams is Longstone against Byholland. Uh, Longstone. Had a great victory against Lockerman because maybe I think they've played each other about ten times in three years or something like that. You know, they, yeah. they seem to be drawn together all the time. But you know, finally they they got over the hurdle there of of Lockerman and, and you know Ballyholland um, were just too powerful for Derek Ross. Longstone, Benny Coulter in, and I believe Benny Coulter obviously the likes of my generation that grown up, he was our our down hero. And you imagine him now taking a team. Young Longstone boys and you know, looking at look, looking up to Benny and I'd say Benny's got them boys in the out and out in Palmer's hand as such. I'd say they're they're hanging on every word and he seems to have really took took Longstone on and progressed them in the short time he's had with them. Looking at them, Connor Don and Michael Arnold have just been you know playing out of their skins of late and that's the scores are coming from. And when you've got further down the field, Mark Poland, 
dipping the balls in there. You've got Ambrose covering that full back line and you know operating around midfield. Then McElroy there at full back, who I believe is a potential future county full back. Mm-hmm. And just Benny in charge and, and, and sparring that team. So great win against Lachan Island, and they'd be buoyed by that. Bally Hole and I had Dara Cross. Dara making their debut in the senior championship, which is a, it's a fairy tale story there, to be honest. Bally Holland, I was looking at their four name. Jack Murda has burst on the scene, hit five points in that game. Seamus Lachran there, who's it's just going to be one of those players that's just going to score an atlasy in any game mm-hmm. he plays. And then you've Tannen Rush at, at 11. Billy Campbell knocking about there. Joe Murphy still putting in a good shift. So, you know, Ballyhoe overcame that. They're expected to overcome that. But again, a team, team you wouldn't want to underestimate by any stretch of the imagination. They're, they're a team now that will go on. I think a team that could maybe get themselves to the, the latter stages. Two teams probably would, would look and, and fancy their chances against each other. Like there's, as you were saying, there there's great experience in, in Longstone with Ambrose. Apparently, he had a super game whenever he, he did, um, with Dan and him going in the fullback and, and full forward respectively. And you know the young fellas running off, Mark Poland as well. And you know as you s- said as well, Mark, usually they just relied on on Michael Aaron to get the scores, but with with Connor Dorn up there and you know the two left foots. Up there, you know, it's 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 a real threat, and Connor can can shoot from distance as well. So, you know, Bally Holmes will be, will need to have their 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 homework done on on this Longstone team. They will indeed, and again, I know we keep referring to tight games, but this is going to be another one. We're yeah. just at this stage now, this second round of the games is going to be tight. But that that could be the that could be one of the most interesting ties of the round because. Longstone of great championship pedigree, and I know that senior championship has alluded to them in their history, but I just think there's something about them that there's there's just this buzz about Longstone at the moment. And Bally Holm with all this this youth coming in and they like attacking exuberant players, that that could potentially be one of the ties of the round. Take one to call too. I'm going to ask you who to who to call. But, but Bally Bally Holland, I would I'd put, put, put my head in the line for them on that one. Good stuff. <clears throat> Dara Cross play lock and end then in, in the loser section. Uh, we just talked about them against Longstone and Bally, Bally Honed. Um, how do you think this one's going to go on a wee local derby as well? It, it is a derby. Really only cross guard, the village cross guard separate the two teams. Dara will want to hold on to their senior status now they've got it. It's hard earned. They'll want to keep it. Lock and Island really haven't been massively impressing me this season. You know, I know Dan came back in there for the championship and you know the Ben O'Reilly there at centre half, John O'Flynn or John Johnny Flynn in midfield. And uh, the two McClamis are and Dakin up top and Rory Mace is still weighing in with the scores. But you know, I don't know if they've clicked yet and Jody Jody's a good man. Jody Gunley's a good man for getting teams, you know, on, on up a level and on par for championship, but they haven't really set themselves alight yet. Dara Cross will have no fear playing Lachan Island and Dara again it's getting that other you know bite of the cherry in senior championship football this is I, I can see Dara overturning Lachan Island in this one I generally can I think the hunger will be there to get over them and probably that's probably going to be a mild shock if they do unless Lachan Island can somehow find another gear in themselves but Dara Cross will not 
be of that game and then all the potential to take it. Good stuff. Next one up. Uh, Clonduff against Bransford. We mentioned Clonduff and how impressive they were. Bransford got over the line against Glen. Um, it wasn't a, a great game. Um, I watched bits and pieces of it to tell you the truth, but um, it's working for them. Yeah, the the Stevie Poacher template. And I know I know Stevie's template of play gets a lot of derision, but I just find it fascinating the way his team's set up on. One particular aspect I think has, has gripped the imagination is the use of Mark Reed. Now Mark Reed as a goalkeeper is a handy enough outfield player, but it's just great the way they're utilising him. He is coming out and you know contributing the, the stages of play. Got that great score against Kilcoo. I think that's great, and it makes other teams think too. So I'm 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 intrigued to see how how Poacher's system here you know evolves with Bransford, but um. This isn't a vintage Bransford team by any stretch of the imagination, so that system will, will make them a lot harder to beat. Now, Patrick Sheridan got that late goal, get them over the line against Glenn. Mm-hmm. Danny Savage hit five points, yeah. was their, their, their main man, and Ryan O'Higgins chipping them at three. But I, I, I thought Glenn might have sprung a surprise there, but they kept Shane McCartan relatively flat, quiet. Bransford going forward now, I don't think there's a championship in them, but there's possibly one big performance in them. Mm-hmm. They'd be happy to get over again. Yeah. I see Stevie put the cat amongst the pigeons with a wee uh, newspaper headline. Uh, Kilku make me look like the Barcelona manager. So, um, <laughs> do you know... Well, Ronald Koeman got the job, so... <laughs> Maybe it was this time of the Everton he's talking about. Okay, <laughs> the next one up is... Cass... Uh, against Bransford, Casawan against Burn. Um... How do you think then the RGU against Cardiff match will go? Obviously, the two teams RGU had a good performance against Strabber. Cardiff obviously uh, suffered that heavy defeat against Clondoff. DJ Morgan, Cardiff manager, he he be looking a reaction, and they cannot play as bad as they did against Clondoff. So, I'd imagine he'd rejig the setup, possibly get Sean McGonagall in from the start. Um, he, he needs to make changes there to, to give them something different in this game. Diane Patrick are, are coming off that defeat to the Strava and worry, you know, the, what they conceded there. Maybe the defence w- would need to look at you know, how they're operating in terms of tightening up. Carried up, we'll, we'll get over this. We'll get over Diane Patrick. Um, Diane Patrick. Again, it's, it's the reliance of McGrady and Pranther. If they could get, I know Pete Curley there's 14, you know, possibly coming out and moving about, maybe even to change it up a bit, a bit of route one into him. Down Potter going to make a real game list, but you're, you're going to get, I think, a big reaction from, from carrying off that should take them over the line. Do you think that with Dan Patrick um, watching, the, watching the match on, on uh, Monday night, that there is... A potential weakness in in the full back line defence. You know, if the if the half back line is attacking, there's there's a bit of space there for for the direct direct ball in. Definitely, John, and that's when maybe throwing in the mix. I know it's a, it's it's up a managerial decision and it's a gamble. Yes. But if you did put the likes of Pete Turley up against Conor Cassidy, you know, a battler fourteen and three, mm-hmm. something different maybe tied up on spectrum. But look, DJ Morgan's a shrewd man, tied up manager. He, he, he'll have 
any of their the, the sort of errors in their play ironed out, I would believe this week, um, you'll see a much more compact carried up taking the field against them, Patrick. Good stuff. All right, the last one then. Mayor Bridge against Glen. Um, two teams that know each other very well. Mayor Bridge uh, done well against Kilku, but you know if the crossbar had been a wee half an inch higher, maybe um, you know the ball might have ended up in the net. And Glen maybe missed an opportunity to turn over Bransford. Yeah, Glen Glen did miss an opportunity there. Like it was a late goal that conceded. But possibly the end, scoring, scoring one seven as well. You know, I know France will have that packed defense that now, but possibly a missed opportunity for Glenn. Mayo Bridge, by all accounts, were maybe slightly too conservative against Kilku. Maybe didn't go for it enough. But the, their discipline as well was maybe a couple of black cards and that. So the Bridge might want to just rethink about how, how they approach the championship from here on in maybe be a wee bit more expansive and open-minded in terms of their play. I believe Kieran McKeever's manager, Sudman, if he can stick with this bridge team for another two to three years, I think you'll see them up there at the top table again. <clears throat> but I do think they'll get over Glenn here. Um, if, if they are looking to maybe play a wee bit more positively, and look to look to attack that bit more. Which I think think they will against Glen, but they'll get over this hurdle. You know. No, and I wanted to leave the last game. <clears throat> um, I mentioned about on last year's winners against um, last year's finalists. Now, how do you two teams approach this, knowing that the other team's got a chance to progress? How does you know you get your players up for it, and does it really? Is there a marker to set down or anything like that? Do you think, Mark? This is a this is a situation now because of our championship structure where there's, there's you could look at it three or four different ways. Mm-hmm. Looking at it from a more points perspective, got got by Burn. Say if they get by Kilku here, one point get themselves in the quarterfinals. Realistically, Kilku and Burn, you know, could still come through and be in those quarterfinals. So. Yeah. One point could realistically beat Kilku and Bourne, but yet still have them in a, in a quarterfinal draw. So mm-hmm. the final last year was was you know Warren Point were so close. Now they didn't get over the, the line. Warren Point were really wanting to get that hoodie off and, and beat Kilku in championship football. So I I believe they'd be going all guns blazing for this. And and the way they they, they defeated Bourne, they'll be going in with a lot of confidence. But Kaku are on a different level. They're still the masters of managing games like this. They came through there against the bridge. Many people thought the bridge would get closer. They didn't. Kaku just always enough in their arsenal to do what do what they have to do to get by. I simply think I think Kaku will take this game. They have still so much more in them. They weren't massively impressive against Mayo Bridge. Mm-hmm. They always managed the you know, tailor their performance that they're that they're they're obviously building, building and further chance goes on. I think they'll take Warren Point. And again, it's another case if you'll see Warren Point coming in down the line. But what what if, if Warren Point won this game, what that would do for that club and their confidence would be immeasurable. But Kaku being Kaku and the smartness and the craft they have, I can see them taking this one. I seen an interesting tweet from the goalkeeper Guy McMahon, and he was saying that, um, it was sort of, I was saying in commentary uh, during the game that, you know, did one one point need a big 
scalped, you know, to sort of get to that next level that people really thought that they could obviously win it. Um, I sort of they didn't believe in that sort of thing. If they're good enough, they'll beat most teams, and if they're not good enough, most a team could beat them. You know, very simplistic, and maybe maybe that's just the way you know they approach things. True, and it's I can see where he's coming from. It's it's getting over Kilku now. Them getting over Kilku will be huge for them, but if they do defeat Kilku, it'll be water for Ducks back. Kilku, Kilku, they just know they're going to come again. And yeah, but again, I think the job that Nile McLean's done with with um, Warren Point's been very understated because he, he has done a great job for them in the outfit he has. Like they're not a full strength team to operate at the moment, but Kilku, I love you. Know, Kilku will want to go through the front door. They'll, they'll want to keep the, the lid on, on the Warren Point Euphoria for a bit longer yet. And there's a hell of a lot more in that Kilku team. And I would expect Mickey Moran maybe to throw one or two surprises in team selection. You might see a few boys coming in that maybe weren't in from the start against Mayo Bridge. They've always something there to make the, the opposition you know, second guess themselves. No, that's brilliant. And it's going to be interesting to see the team selections um, coming up because. For this, now it is a wee bit of, uh, especially for the loser section, you know, there's that lockdown, getting ready for this. It all comes down to one game before, you know, you could be in a playoff for, for intermediate football. Yeah, and t- teams will not, you know, there's, like I'm talking there, say if Castle lose here to Bourne, mm-hmm. you know, it, well, basically you have to lose four, if, in the senior championship and intermediate champs, you have to lose four games, and you lose those four games, that's condemning to the grade below. But there's, there's some clubs there that have been a long time knocking about at senior football and they'll not want to be returning to intermediate football anytime soon. So the high stakes game is that Caswell and Bourne game. Yeah. Caswell out of that picture. But the, the, this round of championship is, is very hard to predict in a lot of cases. And I think we're going to get some good football again. One other aspect is you've got to be looking at teams as well. The, the, the injury threat here. Teams maybe out last weekend, out this weekend again, and they've only that week there, and they're trying to get training sessions in. You could start maybe seeing. I know it's happening in other counties at the late stages of their championships that injuries are really starting to become a big impact factor. No, definitely. Um, hopefully you can see me um, on the screen. It's just <laughs> it's a rushed uh, production because of like it is so quick turnaround. We only found out the fixtures and, and the venues um, on on Tuesday night, so. Mark, thanks a million for, for coming on board. Um, hopefully we'll get it done on, on Tuesday night from, from now on once we know that, the, you know that we have fixtures and that because the next round is, that's the real start of the real championship then. It is and, you know, it's, we're looking here now, we're, we're, once you get to the straight knockout, it's what people desire, it's what the, the players I think want, it's what clubs want, it's what supporters want. And that's where it really starts to heat up. We're, we're still, we're still in this phony war stage. And it is so funny to call it because you don't know what, you know, in the winner's section, it's, it's just a free hit at the quarterfinals. That's basically what it is. There's nothing to be won or lost. Um, maybe psychological if you're playing a, a, a certain contender, but it's just basically a free hit. It is. And I'll draw back an example. What Warren Point could conceivably have Bourne and Kilku beat and play them two teams could be coming back to hit them in the last eight again. That you know, that's 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 the format, and that's 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 these things that can't happen with this format. 
you can you can play the um two games you could play them you could get say the beat Kilku, you could play Kilku then burn in the quarterfinals and then Kilku in the semi-final and then you know you could play the same team four times exactly you know, it'd be it'd be oh, amazing wow. if that happened like it's bound to happen at some stage anyway but as i said you know the fun starts next week um folks that's that's our quick prediction of, of how things um will pan out this weekend uh, let us know uh, your thoughts and hopefully we will um, have the junior review as well next week as well. And look forward to seeing this. Mark, as always, see you next week. Um, get as many games as you can. I'll, I'll, I'll foot the bill for you. I'll, you you sent through your receipts. I, I travel expenses. <laughs> Just don't be going too far. Where are you going to? No, I'll, I'll, I'll stick close to home. <laughs> Mark, thanks a million. Well done. All right, so on. Cheers, Cheers bye. Bye, bye, bye.